This is Les Howard from the Signal Podcast, and you're listening to Psychanalysis. And I think you think to think you don't like me, but you know I know that's untrue. And as you think about what I think, I know I'm thinking of you. And I thought you thought I thought I liked you, and I really thought that was true. But now I know a thing I thought so. Hi, you are listening to the Psychanalysis Podcast, the podcast where we discuss psych episode by episode with a twist. Neither Heidi nor I have seen the series before, and Tabs and Kim have. My name is Dan. I'm Heidi. This is Kim. And this is Tabs. And today we are discussing Season 1, Episode 3, Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. Banned by Lasseter from participating in a high-profile engagement ring robbery investigation, Sean and Gus finagle a wedding invitation and a place in the case, unbeknownst to Lasseter, just as it turns from theft to murder with the discovery of the security guard's body. So, what did everybody think of this episode? I like this episode. It's one of the memorable ones for me, at least. Well, I was disappointed. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why were you disappointed? Do tell. I mostly am just disappointed because Kim really liked it. And I really wanted, you know, to... No. um, (laughs) It was was really... You could have put anybody in... Any any detective in instead of Sean, and it still would have worked. I mean, anybody could have solved that, right? Yeah, but not anyone could have had that kicking bachelor party. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Kicking bachelor parties do not happen in hotels. Kicking bachelor parties happen at paintball fields, and I'm not going to say strip clubs because that's well done, you know. I, I don't know. I have to disagree with you there. I was at a kick-in bachelor party that was definitely at a hotel. No, well, that's not like a that's not a hotel. That's like an apartment, <laughs> right? Well, in the, in, in the hotel I was in, it was like that too. We played poker, we smoked cigars, we drank. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a giant hotel room, and it was Lasseter's, so that should be what? even better. It was Lassie's, <laughs> plus the you know champagne in the hot tub. <laughs> I helped him fill the hot tub with champagne. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so great. Uh, Heidi, what was your first impressions? Um, I liked the episode, but I I get the feeling that it gets better. Like it was good, but it was just good. I don't actually have anything to say. I I, I do have something to say. It feels like it was um foreshadowing it stuff or I'm just reading too far into it. Do you remember the pilot where they were uh, where um, they found two dead guys in a cabin and Sean expected them to be alive like holy shit they're dead and in this one they uh, he had a 60% chance of getting it right or something toward the very end I I bet they're gearing up for an episode where he just gets it entirely plumb wrong mm. but I don't really know how they're going to mm. do it. Interesting theory It's not right at all is it? Stop making that sound I have no sound. <laughs> we will neither confirm nor deny any. The sound I make to my students make. when they get stuff wrong. Oh, you're not supposed <laughs> to. You, you don't not. think there's gravity on an airplane, huh? <laughs> well, there isn't if you get close. Oh, never mind. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I've seen it in the movies. It happens. It must be real. <laughs> you are not supposed to project the answers to your students. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, this but. just became a teacher podcast. I know, crazy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, great. I love this episode. Uh, 
mostly because it's crazy romping fun with Sean running all over the hotel and basically running the place after at the end. Right. He did run into the detectives very seldom. Yes. It's true. Yeah, where what was Lasseter doing? Really? Yeah, why did he need the hotel room if he was going to be gone like yeah, all it was the time? Yeah, like his home base, but seriously, he wasn't even going to show up at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> he was invited. Sean was invited. He's, he's such a dick. <laughs> ah, Lasseter. What about all the, those that that great big room full of detectives uh, when he was giving the briefing, and they were gone. Where were they? <laughs> well, this, this hotel was empty. Once a dead body comes into the picture, you know, no one wants to be there anymore. I guess. Right. <laughs> The police, the police just all leave. Right. <laughs> if they were Speaking, just a theft, that's one thing. But. That's, a, that's a big deal. Speaking of dead body, I think uh, I think we should have a moment of silence for Dietrich. Um, Dietrich, what, what was his last name? I don't remember. The security guard. Yeah. Yeah. Though he was a bad guy too. So yeah, he was he a bad was. guy. Oh, that's right. He was trying to to get half the cash, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. We take back our moment of silence. That's why he died. Well, I don't know that he deserved to die, though. <laughs> he gets half, he, a, I mean, half a moment of silence. It, it seemed a lot like Sean was just in the right place at the right time, though, didn't it? I mean, oh, hey, I saw you do sleight of hand with a flower. Ha ha, case unlocked. He never would have found that using his, you know, powers of observation. It made me sad. Made me sad a little. <laughs> I want to see him observe stuff and be smart. I don't want him to be lucky. Hmm. Um, Heidi, I haven't seen the box around your face do anything for a while. Say something. <laughs> well, one uh, one issue that I had was I always have a problem when like one crime is committed on a on any show, like theft, and then all of a sudden it turns into murder. It's hmm. like you know that girl went from she stole a ring to killing a guy. Right. Yeah. It- they really did a did a good job downplaying the holy crap somebody's dead though. <laughs> they did. Mm. It was like Sean and Gus freak out about finding it, and then it's like, oh yeah, and she's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I was right. It is this episode. He does that whole um, opens up the folder, file folder. He's given the case on the stolen computers. Opens up the file yeah, folder secretary. case, and he goes, "Oh, the secretary." And and then you know, and he figured it out from like just the observing and the right. Yeah, no, that was just all right. Reading the file, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I also enjoyed the bit that we're reminded that Sean is still remembering that he's psychic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had a <laughs> right. I could feel it in the writing. <laughs> So that bit was great. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of that. He didn't have a lot of, oh, crap, I forgot I'm psychic in episode two, did he? No. He, kept, I don't... he played his part pretty well. Yeah, but I think I think in episode three it makes sense because in episode two he's still sort of jazzed about, you know, he right. got the place and he's really excited about the idea. In episode three he's sort of just, you know, at least in this beginning part, he's he wants to do the fun case and not the boring computer case. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so he forgets because it's you know not useful, not meaningful. Where's that relationship with um, Officer Pretty Blonde Girl going? 
Juliet. I guess you can't actually answer that. Juliet, thank you. <laughs> what do you that was actually me trolling for a name. I appreciate that. Right, it's Juliet. She's like thinking of, okay, maybe I trust this guy. Look at my hand. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to get any better. Air supply? Really? <laughs> well, I loved the little bit about that because it really made me think about, gosh, does she, is she buying Sean, you know? like They're going to do it? No, not the romance. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, always about sex with you, isn't it, Dan? She's no, um, <laughs> Go on, please. I'm sorry. No, I'm just I'm I'm like, oh wow, she really does she believe, you know? Like like Lasseter doesn't feel like believes. Obviously. Right, you know, he thinks Sean's up to something. Are you sure? I thought Lasseter was really but no, I can't feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really I think, like, partially believes. I don't know. I mean, what do you she think? She seems very on the fence. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's not sure yet. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to keep her that way? I mean, the chief the chief is totally gung-ho about him. Lasseter's mm-hmm. totally skeptic. Are they just going to keep her on the fence to balance things out? You think, you, you think the chief or, is gung-ho about him? You think you the know, chief like, believes that he's a psychic? Totally. Come on. She walks up there. Oh, you didn't see me, but good luck. Ha 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 ha. Everything will be okay. Because <laughs> remember in the pilot, she tells him, you know, I don't know if you're, I not, I don't know if you're for real, but if you're messing with us, you're in big trouble. It was the pilot. It was the beginning. <laughs> okay. It was all like, hey, first time walking in. But I mean, we're a whole three episodes in now. Come on! Oh, that's right. right. Characters have totally changed. What was I thinking? (laughs) They did. They did talk about a lot of previous cases. I mean, how much farther in is this? I think there's only like two episodes, uh, two cases that they talk about that we didn't see. Well, I mean, I've lived 24 years, and I usually only talk about the last three or four. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's probably been three or four months. Their their timeline seems to go pretty much regular timeline to the the way the show airs, so like there's a summer break, there's actual summer break, and then we'll get a Christmas episode and it's actually at Christmas time, you know that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's it's usually we, the week the week that that they air the show is usually what you feel like has happened. So it's only been three three weeks, three or four weeks. Does that mean I'm gonna have to brush up on my uh, on my current events as of five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, <Yeah. more. laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, but we will point out that Patrick Swayze was alive when this episode aired, so it's not oh, creepy. I would, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a wow. <laughs> yeah, that that totally takes it to a different place, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I, I finished watching episode three, and I went straight to Angel, and it was that that zombie episode. I'm just, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> Corpse of Patrick Swayze. Rock, walk, I'm out of here. Thanks. Now I have that image of Patrick Swayze as a corpse giving a lap dance again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the burden you have to bear. <laughs> Poor Dan. I'm going to go invent some brain bleach. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I don't know. What else did you guys like or dislike about this episode? Do you remember how in uh, the pilot or second episode, I don't know, whatever, they had the porno music in when they were driving in the car 
and it surprised the hell out of me. They had it again. This is just something that 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 it hits me every time it shows up. When the maid of honor was running away with the ring, porno music. Porno music. <laughs> Why? I don't hear porno music when I hear the episodes. <laughs> you. <laughs> And I was listening for it this time, I promise. (laughs) I hear that wah pedal, and that's... (laughs) We're going to have to have a porno music count. Which episodes have porno music, according to Dan? Well, I can... I notice porno music. I don't find pineapples, but... (laughs) Later, too. Yes, the Mothman Daggy of the Moth Pod and Midnight Spoo Show. And if you're like me, sometimes you notice that shows filmed in Canada, like Psykids, have a lot of the same guest stars. So it's time to play Where Do I Know That Actor From? In the episode Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace, Sean and Gus meet Bethany Cadman, who makes a gorgeous blushing bride. But something is very familiar in her winning smile. So where do you know her from? Bethany is played by actress Gina Holden, Canadian-born actress who also starred in Supernatural, Harper's Island, Smallville, Legend of the Seeker, and is probably best known for a role as Kareem Fennell in Blood Ties. This has been Zach the Mossman Daggy, and hey... Where do I know you from? Alright, so what was everybody's favorite scene or your least favorite scene? And what what was working in this episode? Uh, Sean getting disappointed because he wasn't getting that date on Friday. Oh, with Lacey. (laughs) You read that line really well. (laughs) You have magic hands. Really (laughs) looking forward to on Friday. (laughs) She's got that little hint of regret. Man, am I doing the right thing. I I thought it was well read. I was happy (laughs) with that. Good job, Sean. Good job, actor that plays Sean. Who's the actor that plays Sean? James James Roday. Good job, James Roday. I really loved Lassiter telling all of the other detectives his ideas about that someone has tapped into the footage or they they built a small-scale replica of the room and that's why the video is wrong and Sean uh, up in the air vent laughing. Yes. <laughs> he thinks this is the big time. <laughs> yeah, I loved his idea of this small-scale replica. I was just like, really? <laughs> and then Sean makes fun of him and says he he thinks it's like those all those bank heist movies. Right. <laughs> Do you guys think Gus really reads the uh the safe cracker? Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I didn't yes. Google it. Is the safe cracker really a thing? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's an online magazine and a print publication. Right. Yeah. Okay, my favorite scene is when uh, Gus walks out with the whipped cream on his oh, head. Damn it, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> Hot crap. 
<laughs> oh, fine. Um, actually, you know what, though, I enjoyed this time um, was I was watching because I knew, of course, who did it. And, um, and I was watching her mm. and, and she really was an erotica about the, the freaking um, bouquet. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I remember the first time I watched that, I was just sort of like, I sort of thought the the bride was being sort of annoying because she was like, you know, oh, don't worry about her. She's not normally this crazy, but um, but she really was being a nut job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wow, that was pretty well done, I guess. <laughs> With the, you know, she just started free. Where is my bouquet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize the first time. I, I don't remember realizing the first time that I watched it that she's like the whole time talking about the bouquet. Right. And yeah, she wants him to break into the. Yeah, Mallet, she wants so. Sean to f- break in. She references it before that a couple times. Um, the florist quit, and we had to make bouquets, and it was it was a very well line throughout that did not pop out to me. I guess because I've been around too many crazy wedding parties. Right, exactly. Me too. Mm-hmm. I and I remember when in the sh- when Gus came out with the shaving with with, with shaving whatever cream on his head, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and I was like. Oh wait a second, because I was watching her because she had just been foiled from getting the bouquet early, and uh, and and we never really got an explanation as to why the flowers are locked up. Yeah, he just said they lock up the flowers. Yeah, his little thing. <laughs> They're expensive. You've, sure. Built for wedding flowers, right? <laughs> well, maybe they're worried about the other hotel guests messing them up. Maybe, yeah. That's true. Whenever I am in a hotel, I do have a tendency to, you know, put <laughs> all the flowers the flower. upside down in the vase or something, <laughs> or, or spray paint one of them, like uh, paint it flat. Right. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. Or make off with them, you know, when they're obviously for a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I, uh, <clears throat> but I was watching her, and she, her reaction. I would have liked for her to be a little more pissed off in the background. Because mm. we see her in the background, but only like blurry. Yeah. Um, and I s- sort of thought it would have been entertaining, but she was, she was, you know, putting on a smile and laughing at, at Gus, which I guess is, you know, hard not to do anyway. So. Yeah, it'd uh, been funny if she like kicked the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway. So I yeah. Bad. I didn't even notice her being all that cranky about the flowers. You guys beat me on that one. I guess you've seen it before, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst Sherlock Holmes wannabe ever. <laughs> um, what wasn't working for me was the whole story of like why the dad like wanted to give the ring to the guy. Because at first he says it was his mother's and the mother decided to give it to the guy and then the guy the groom says no, it was his decision like to like step all over him when he was given his big announcement, but I don't I was very confused with that. Oh, I I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen families that have a tendency to completely have different stories about one situation. I I could kind of feel that one. And I mean, it reeks of, you know, narcissistic personality disorder, not that I know anything about psychology at all. <laughs> oh, I'm I thought sorry. you were saying narcissism. <laughs> I've been reading Oh, leave me alone. I've been reading uh, Rob Dobrensky's blog, so I'm, ah, I'm like that right now. But I mean, <laughs> 
you know, the the guy being a huge narcissist and everything sort of about it. It, it made sense. I mean, I, I could see it. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm sick. Um, you know, uh, Gus wasn't actually as freaked out about the bachelor party in Lassiter's room as I might have expected. He just kind of sulked for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of have those modes. Freak out mode, sulk mode, hey, this is kind of cool mode. <laughs> yes. After the pilot, I expected when he saw the dead body to go, excuse me? And then run out like he did. I bet you just had a facial expression when you said that. And I'm really sad we missed it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cheat because I, I don't, I think I already sort of mentioned the things that didn't work for me, but I thought of another scene that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and that was Gus and his poor, poor cat. The cat, the cat scene. <laughs> Oh, all the women in his office. Right, and they all knew about it. Like, So they took a message and then went and told all the other people in the office. (laughs) Before they told. (laughs) That's kind of how my office went, though. I can can verify that that's... When you have a bunch of women in an office, that's kind of how it goes. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I, I definitely enjoyed that because it's just more of that sort of like, Sean really has Gus on a leash mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just fun to see that part of that relationship <clears throat> I did like us saying uh, you couldn't even give me a boy cat <laughs> <laughs> don't steal my quote <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> but I, yeah, I do love the, the dynamic of Sean can manipulate the heck out of anybody so far that we have met Except for Lassiter. <laughs> uh, yes. He even convinces the hotel staff that he's with Interpol. <laughs> with his awesome British accent. That he's not Lassiter. That was awesome. I do want to know who's paying for that room. Because <laughs> at one point, the guy says the city's paying for that. And Lassiter's like, uh, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, think La- I think that's why Lassie was so mad is he had to pay for it. He thought the city was going to. But because of the attorney general there, he had to say no. And now he has to pay for it. And then he finds out what the charges are and hits the roof. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I mean, if, if somebody sneaks into your hotel room, I mean, even if you can't finger the guy or, you know, oh, I thought it was this guy. No, it's not. If somebody sneaks into your hotel room and makes a bunch of crazy charges, what would happen? Well, I mean, you can protest, but you're probably going to have to pay something. Yeah. I mean, we had that happen. <clears throat> Remember, Tabs? When yeah, we Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a hotel room and somebody, we don't know exactly what happened, but they told us we took stuff from the, the honor bar and we didn't. Like, nobody had taken anything. <laughs> like, we had given them the key back mm-hmm. before we even went, so we couldn't even get into the honor bar. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) and so we were like, uh, no, definitely no. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. But that was small compared to the amount of charges that... Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, so they did waive the honor bar fees, but I imagine it might be tougher with, you know, the hot tub of champagne. 
Speaking <laughs> of, can you fill up the honor bar bottles with shampoo and get away with it? Uh, not, not that I ever would, you know. It depends on the hotel, I think. You know, like some of them, even if you open the door, it, yeah, they know. It. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you move things. Right. They have like sensors. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine probably not so much. Then again, if you watch Weed. But they probably thought that, that they could, and they probably still got charged at the end. They probably thought it was a, <laughs> something they could do. Oh, I don't care whether they got charged. They I want to try it. They're jocks. <laughs> Just a good rule of thumb is to never touch it. However, um, I, somebody I know uh, had that problem. They, they would check every time because they had, you know, somebody swipes stuff. And uh, so they would open up the door take everything out to inventory it, put everything back, make sure everything was still there later <laughs> and like, and got into trouble because of the sensors. <laughs> <laughs> so they thought that they had, t- they had used everything. Right. That's no, funny. Yeah. Just don't touch the honor bar at all. It's, yeah. It's better. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's time for some pop culture shout outs. Uh, and then we'll be back with some more talk about this episode. And he said, she said, he said, I don't like you. But I know you know that's a lie. Because we know, we all know, he knows he likes you. Hi, this is Dan Shret from the Out of the Coffin podcast, bringing your psych shout-outs for Season 1, Episode 3, Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. Shout-outs are those wonderful moments in Psych where they refer to pop culture items in the show, and we like to point them out because we're so wonderfully geeky. In this episode, Sean reads Juliet's palm and says, Air Supply? Really? Air Supply is an Australian soft rock duo consisting of Graham Russell as guitarist and singer-songwriter Russell Hitchcock as lead vocalist. In the early 80s, they had eight top ten hits. Shortly after that, Sean compares Lassiter's idea of the crime to Ocean's Eleven and the Thomas Crown Affair both movies about an elaborate heist job. Also vaguely alluded to is the 2003 film The Italian Job, where actor Donald Sutherland's character gets shot. Also referenced is the Hampton Inn as a place where Sean worked at for three days. Hampton Inn is the brand name of a series of hotels owned by Hilton Worldwide. In 1989, Hampton became the first national hotel brand to offer such a promise, It states, Friendly service, clean rooms, and comfortable surroundings every time. If you're not satisfied, we don't expect you to pay. That's our commitment and your guarantee. That's 100% Hampton. Donald Sutherland wasn't the only actor to get a nod. Patrick Swayze appears to have given Gus a lap dance, and Sean refers to Lou Diamond Phillips as one of the things Lacey should think happy thoughts about. Finally, when discussing Gus's wedding, Sean says he was going to sing a song by Ted Nugent at the ceremony. Ted Nugent is a country performer from Detroit, Michigan. He originally gained fame as the lead guitarist of the Amboy Dukes before embarking on a lengthy solo career. He is also noted for his conservative political views and his ardent defense of hunting and gun ownership rights. Well, that's it for this episode's Psych Shoutouts. Special thanks to Wikipedia, IMDb, and Audiovisual over at the USA Forums for help rounding all of these shoutouts up. That's it for me, Dan Charette. 
Have a great day. And Gus, don't be Harry Potter and the prisoner of Marzipan. So what was everybody's favorite character moment or um, actor moment? Damn, I already did the Sean with the magic hands thing, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) I liked uh, the groom being drunk and falling out of the chair. I thought that was really well done. I didn't think he was that drunk. No, he just kind of went to sleep and fell over. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the best man in that video. Sean was all like, he's drunk. I don't know what he said. Something about the guy being inebriated. I didn't see it. But yeah, no, the groom, drunk. Yeah, totally. the oh, groom. Sure. When they were interviewing him, yeah. Right. Just when Gus got up the courage to say something. Lasseter throwing Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Not him talking about throwing Bibles. Sean responding. Yes. What do you find the Bible? serious tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remind me of uh, uh, Derek Zoolander. Hmm. I liked Gus catching the bouquet. Yes. Yeah. You're next. You're next. <laughs> uh, um, I liked um, Juliet stopping Lassiter from uh, speaking or interrupting the wedding. Yes. <laughs> that to go barge in. And then Sean does it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't actually have to do with why these two shouldn't be married, but I have a point. <laughs> yeah, I did like I did like after that the the preacher going. Does any of this have to do with them not getting married? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and then Sean continues. Yes. How about the grouchy lady shushing them in the middle of the ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> nice. We did actually get a little explanation about Lassiter's last partner being transferred. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's right. The Amber Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. And I like that Juliet sort of jumped on that. And that's what I wanted to ask earlier. Um, tell me, what do you guys think about that Juliet Lassiter? how they're going I don't know if I'm allowed to answer this I mean why? well because there's a whole bunch of stuff about it in episode 4 and I want to save it for that okay (laughs) well with her specifically well I don't know Um, clearly Sean notices that she's unhappy right yeah he does do that palm reading thing Right. Mm-hmm. That was kind of extraneous to the whole story, wasn't it? That probably is going somewhere. Well, because we have the we have the beginning Juliet saying, "I know how to." I wrote a paper on how to handle the the you know news people, and Lassie's like, "Whatever." Right. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, and then there was another part where she said. Oh, yeah, where she's talking to him about the... Because um, she said, and your theory is that it's this elaborate heist. <laughs> and right. this is your only suspect? 
<laughs> and she's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I knew I wasn't the only one that thought Lasker was a dick. Clearly, she thinks so, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and isn't, isn't this episode where she tells him not to shoot Sean? In the kitchen? Mm. When, they're, when he's in there with them? Yeah, because it's when Sean finds the dead body. And uh, they're yeah. like... <laughs> and Lassie has, has his gun. Spasms. Yes. <laughs> and Juliet's like, you can't shoot him. <laughs> what kind of mood would you have to be in to spasm on camera like that? <laughs> Especially the whole crew around. I mean, and then you have to do it again and again and again. Hi, psychos. This is Clinton from Comedy Forecast, bringing you your psych trivia for season one, episode three. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Hey, trivia isn't trivial especially when you're a fake psych detective. So pay attention. While it's not in the actual episode, this is the very first time we see a psych-out in the series. Psych-outs are short clips from the filming of the show where cast members sing some sort of 80s rock song. This episode's psych-out features Sean and Gus rocking out to Jesse's Girl, complete with dual air guitars. Special thanks to TV.com for the info in this section. This has been Clinton from Comedy Forecast reminding you that the more you know, something, something, whoosh. Okay, it is time for favorite quotes because that is my favorite part. And (laughs) my favorite quote, I'm pretty sure I already said it though. Yeah, magic hands. Magic hands, which I was really looking forward to on Friday. <laughs> oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. <laughs> no, no, I take it back. Cats in Boston. No, that's Heidi. No, no, that's mine. Oh, get out of here. Don't <laughs> say that. Right, you Don't do say it. that. I'm going, to mouth along. Uh, I'm going to listen to you say the quote, and I'm going to mouth along over here. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Mrs. Pickles is her full name. Though I'm not actually sure cats can marry outside of Boston. <laughs> yes, awesome quote. Can cats marry in Boston? Yes. Apparently, yes. Sean says so. Cats right. marry in Boston. <laughs> I'm getting some really weird Google results on that one. The short first, gay cats get gay marriage at the Gotham Estate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Uh, my quote is, um, oh, where'd it go? Sean says, here, let me read your palm. Juliet says, how about just one finger? <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, my favorite, other than the cat quote, which is awesome, uh, was Sean saying, if there's some sort of hazing ritual where I'm going to end up yeah. naked in a river somewhere, I need to arrange for a ride home. <laughs> 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 yeah. Interpol appreciates that. <laughs> uh, that and the uh, Lasseter has this insane idea that this is an elaborate heist, like on par with Ocean's Eleven or Thomas Crown or uh, the one where they killed Donald Sutherland in the first 10 minutes, the remake. <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, is The Italian Job, which is one of my favorite movies. You should probably watch The Italian Job. Oh, that's good. Both of them are good. 
both both makes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did you guys spot the pineapple? No. Uh, no. No, I was I was thinking maybe it was in the basket in Lassiter's room, but I didn't see it. That was just where I thought maybe it was. I was guessing that too, and the minute I thought that, the basket didn't appear again in the episode. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not rewinding this. Oh, I stink at spotting the pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Hab? Yeah, this one. This one's hard. It's actually, I think it's a um, plate that's in the shape of a pineapple if I remember that's correctly that's terrible that's yeah. cheating that doesn't even have anything to do with the actual fruit fruit <laughs> was never involved but it happens a lot yeah one of the one of the ones that we missed from episode two is the one of the mothers that they're interviewing in the spelling bee is wearing pineapples on her clothes like uh, that now, it can see, if that was actual pineapple fruit That'd be awesome. <laughs> but let me it's guess, not let's... always going to be fruit. It's it's a design. <laughs> yeah. When I'm watching on my tiny little iPhone screen, it's a little difficult to spot yeah, pineapple. That would be really hard to find this pineapple. <laughs> yeah. You just say, I guess in this general area right, right here. Exactly. I think it's about was the size of a pin. Episode somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we have a response from Molly, and she writes, Loving the new podcast. This is one of my favorite shows ever, so I love that there's a podcast for it now from some of my favorite podcasters. All of the pineapple talk and hijinks galore will make this my need-to-listen-now podcast. Great job, and keep it up. Ah, thanks, Molly. Yay, Molly. Hi, Molly. <laughs> Hi, Molly. She's great. <laughs> she was on my show. Uh, <laughs> Molly's great. She's she she's great. a fan and she's awesome. And yeah, uh, Kim and I really like Psych. And there are two other Psych podcasts that I wanted to mention. One of them actually left us a comment. Claudia did, um, but it's PineappleRadio.net. And then there is um, Psych Crap Fest. Uh, you cannot listen to those shows if you have not watched the whole series. That Pineapple Radio, I know, jumps around a lot. And they do interviews with writers and stuff. So if you finish the whole series, then go and listen. They are fantastic. Uh, I haven't listened to Psych Crap Fest yet, but I hear great things about them. <laughs> I actually uh, didn't know that Pineapple Radio was a psych podcast. I thought uh, I- I've heard the words before, though. But whenever I hear the words Pineapple Radio, I immediately think of um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Mm. I don't know why. I, I thought it was like a sort of guerrilla radio sort of thing, like underground in pineapple radio. <laughs> and I feel safe saying this because since I haven't seen Psych, I don't have, you know, well, you have no excuse for not listening to it, Dan. Huh? I haven't seen Psych. It's okay. <laughs> and you shouldn't listen to it just yet. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of pineapple radio, we have Claudia who said, um, I was curious when I heard there would be another psych podcast out other than ours and Psychic Crab Fest. Fest. Um, And I have to say that I enjoyed the episode a lot. Nice segments and interesting points. I like that there are so many different ways to go about making a podcast since there are now three completely different ones. Awesome. You can count me as one of your listeners. You know that's right. (laughs) We love you, Claudia. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. Yes. And I like that she ended with a very psych-sounding ending. 
You know that's right. right. <laughs> oh, good to get the guest in there. I was uh, actually stoked for the emoticon. Yes, there's a smiley face. I think one of these days I might wind up <laughs> telling Dan to not be this crease in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> You're I don't know spoiling what you them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, Claudia, as, as Tabitha pointed out, um, that, yeah, we actually run a lot of other podcasts, and we try very hard to not be, like, exactly like another podcast. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. there are... This is what was making me sad. When I first watched Psych, I looked for a podcast. And this was before Pineapple Radio came out and Psychic Crap Fest. And there wasn't one. And uh, the same thing when I was watching House. I was like, where is the House podcast? Because I was so used to Buffy and Firefly having at least two podcasts. (laughs) Now there's like a billion (laughs) for Buffy. Uh, But yeah, I I like when there's options. Because when you really love a show, you want to hear a lot of different things about that show. Yeah. So, so yay. And if you want to leave us a comment, you can send us an email or quadruplez.com and leave a comment on our website. Or you can also leave us an iTunes review. We love those. Yes. We are up in iTunes now. It's fantastic. And I think you think I think you don't like me, but you know I know that's untrue. And as you think about what I think, I know I'm thinking of you. And I thought you thought I thought I liked you, and I really thought that was true. But now I know I think I thought so, and now I'm wondering about you. Please stop. Dan? What do I look like? A psychic? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need sound effects soon. (laughs) I had my prediction. I predict that there's going to be one great big case where he just misses everything and maybe he like gets it all right at the end and makes everybody believe again just by complete deus ex machina or something. Right. Nice. Nice. See, uh, see, there's that tone. You don't want to give it away. I'm right. I'm right, and you know it. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to leave Dan to his crazy talk. <laughs> I have a prediction. You have I, a prediction. I you can't do, predict. You've no, seen no, the whole season. No, no. I have a prediction. I am going to predict that I'm going to find out more about Safe Cracker Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and have it in the next episode. <laughs> yes. <sighs> All right. Well, that's all from us. Remember, if you want to leave us a comment, you can do so on our blog at quadruplez.com or send us an email between the lines studios at gmail.com. That's two S's between the lines studios at gmail.com. And we'll be back soon. I think Bye. it's three S's. Bye. Bye. Shh, don't listen to him. <laughs> Analysis is a podcast about the USA Network show Psych and is part of QuadruplesD.com and Between the Lines Studios. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send an email to Between the Lines Studios at gmail.com or visit our website at QuadruplesD.com. 
Psychoanalysis is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative work, 3.0, United States license. Grr. Gah. Yay, me. Um, uh, so yes, um, uh, right, shut up. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I got nothing. That's because you haven't watched Supernatural either, Dan. He doesn't watch anything. How did you learn this? I don't even have cable. I mean, I'm... You're going to want to watch Supernatural because we're doing Between the Lines That's on true. that one. Probably you have to practice saying, say, just say this. So! <laughs> you got to be angsty. and <laughs> Dean! Right, do it. Sam! Those are the two main characters. Should, right now, Dan, go. Sam! <laughs> wow, that's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> this is your audition. <laughs> That's awesome. I just do what I'm told. <laughs> um, I I... What's going on? <laughs> wow, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who is uh, editing this? Is this you, Tess? Yes, it's me. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I love you guys anyway. You didn't rope John into doing this? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Soon. Yet she soon, soon, soon. Are we that bad? <laughs> it's just going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> it's just going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> Have you ever edited a podcast, Dan? No, just just songs uh, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasts. They're an animal. <laughs> editing is the thing that kills, I'd say, 99% of all podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Heidi? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if it wasn't for John, we'd have no podcast at all. Holy crap, it's true. <laughs> and Heidi. Actually. And Heidi. I was uh, well, if we... thinking of volunteering to help with the editing, but um, after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have seen me when I was editing the second one, I think. The first one we did pretty good, and then the second one was like, wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait, why isn't anybody talking for five minutes? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wait, we can't sound like an idiot. Let me cut out this part. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>